Hello, everyone, and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B., and this is Chapter 77, but it is also the first chapter of the 2018 Movie Ranks Countdown. Uh, so, for those of you not familiar, it is that time of year again uh, where the Oscars are taking place this Sunday, so it's time to take a look back at the year of 2018 and all the movies that I watched, and I ranked them from the worst to the best of what I saw. Keep that in mind. So, if there's a movie that's not high on my list, and you're like, wait, why didn't you list this movie higher, blah, blah, or on your list, or whatever, it's because I didn't see it. I didn't see all the movies. It's impossible to see all the movies in a single year. It just is. I mean, I guess maybe it's possible, but not for, like, someone that has, like, a job and a regular life. Maybe someone that just watches movies all the time, 24-7, seven days a week, 365 or 66, depending on the year, uh, days of the year. I don't think so, but I don't know. But anyways, um, unlike last year, or 2017, I should say, where I actually watched 70 movies, didn't quite get to that point this year. I dropped back down to what I watched in 2016, and that was 50. Although, it's kind of 51, and we'll discuss that at some point Um throughout this countdown probably save that for the finale um because it ha- it bars some explanation as to why this particular movie if you can even call it that didn't make my list but I, that's part of the issue um but i did watch 50 movies although again there's a couple on here that maybe you couldn't you wouldn't really consider for the list it gets weird it gets weird for me with me when you factor in made-for-TV movies or movies that are on Netflix uh, or whatever, or direct-to-streaming direct movies or, you know, back back in the day, direct-to-video, direct-to-DVD, Blu-ray, now they just, like, all of a sudden show up on uh, streaming services or whatever. Um, you know, it's hard It's hard to factor those in. Sometimes it's like, wait, what did I just watch? Was that a movie? Or what, 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 I guess that was a movie. All right, put it on the list. Um so yeah, I watched 50 movies, uh, and I will count them down from 50 to 1, and at some point I will mention uh, the one I didn't consider put in the list, uh, and I'll explain why. But, um, just want to point out that uh, I will try my best, uh, at least for the first four episodes, I can't guarantee the fifth episode, because, um, well, I'll be joined by a guest, and uh, I can't really say what he's going to say, but I'm going to try my best not to ruin these movies. But spoiler alert, there's definitely going to be some sort of spoilers. Uh, hopefully not major spoilers, but some some spoilers uh, definitely were going to happen. You know, we're talking about movies here, so it's bound to happen. Um, so just beware, if you haven't seen these movies and I start talking about one you really wanted to see and haven't seen it yet, maybe you fast forward a couple minutes or something like that. I'm going to try not to ruin them, though, so uh, I shouldn't have to worry about that too much, at least for the first four episodes. Episode 5, the finale, which will come your way on Friday. Uh, And I will be posting these every day uh, this week at noon. So if you, for whatever reason, missed a previous day, go back and check it out. Uh, They're all at razorvader.blogspot.com. They're also, you know, should be just going right into your uh, podcast app on your phone uh, if you're subscribed on Stitcher or or Apple Podcast or some other way too. But, you know, if you're not, whatever. You can go go there and get them from there or, or... and also razorvader.blogspot.com. Uh, the final day, Friday, coming up, will be a collaboration. Um, 
is also part of the Very Drunken podcast, uh, but uh, if you're listening here to this episode, you're probably already listening to One Man Renegade podcast, so you wouldn't have needed to go back from Very Drunken podcast. But whatever. Anyways, the point here is um, this week, noon, listen to the countdown. Today's episode, I'm going from 50 to 41. So these are the worst movies of the year, in my opinion. Or the worst movies I saw, I should say. Not the worst movies of the year, specifically, because I didn't see all the movies. I'm sure there's worst movies that I just maybe didn't even bother to watch because I knew they were going to be bad. But these are the worst movies of the ones I watched. Uh, So let's just get going, jump right into it. Um, Number 50. um, And some of these movies I've talked about throughout the years in other episodes, but, you know, so I I don't want to repeat myself too much, but... Certainly, through this episode, I'm going to be saying a lot of things I probably already said about some of these movies. But, alright, starting off at number 50, um, this movie came out uh, February 9th, uh, well, obviously, all these movies came out in 2018, so it came out February 9th, so a little over a year ago. Um, Opening weekend, it did 12.5 million, Uh, domestic growth was 30, uh, domestic gross, as of this past, so as of 12... No, I'm sorry. As of 2.11. So, as of 2.11.19, these are the domestic and worldwide grosses. For this, it doesn't matter because it's obviously it's out of theories by now. But for some of the ones that are on the list that maybe came out in December or November or up for Oscars or something, they're still in theaters. So, these might, might be the final numbers. But for now, I had to go with a number. I had to pick a number. I had to pick a final number. So, these are as of... Uh, twelve eleven or two eleven, sorry, two eleven nineteen. Okay, so the total gross in the United States, and the domestic gross is the United States, uh, thirty six point two, and then worldwide is the whole entire world, um, including the United States, uh, fifty six point eight. Uh, it had a Rotten Tomato score of twenty four percent, Metacritic of forty five, an IMDb of five point two, and that's current. These are current current numbers as of two one or sorry. As of 2.11.19 as well, I chose the latest numbers. Um, the cinema score. Now, cinema score is a little different because that's just based off the first weekend. Actually, it might just be even opening day. They like um, So Rotten Tomatoes, it's like collaboration of of critics and, and, and audience, I think, score. And they kind of collab into one score. Metacritic is just like the critics. Like there's certain critics that, that get counted. That's a combination of that score. And then IMDb is just go on IMDb, click on the page, and you vote for it. It's just fan. It's all just fans. I mean, I guess critics could do it too if they want to go on IMDb and put in a number, but like that's weird, I think. But regardless, and then Cinema Score is people coming out of the movie uh, on opening day. I think it's just opening day. I don't think it's even opening weekend. I think it's just opening day. They ask them what their grade would be, and that's what it is. This got a B. I did not see this in theaters, and this is um the fifteen seventeen to Paris, a Clint Eastwood movie. Now on paper this movie doesn't sound too bad. It's it's based off a true story about these soldiers that were in Europe doing a backpacking trip or, or something like that. Or just you know, they're going around uh seeing the sights of Europe and they take this train, I think they were going from Amsterdam to Paris, if I remember correctly. Uh fifteen seventeen, which would be three seventeen. Um to Paris, and then there was a disturbance. There was some hijackers, terrorists on the on the um, 
on the train and they, you know, spoiler alert, I guess. I mean, this was a real story, so go look it up. Um, and we'll get to that in a minute because not only this was a true story, but, uh, well, um, so then they stop the terrorists and save a bunch of people. You know, it's a nice uplifting story. I mean, it sucks that there's terrorists and stuff, but it was nice that it had a good ending. Um, so this movie starts with the kids like growing up and becoming friends and then whatever. But once they become the age where they go to Paris or even before that, I think a little bit before that, when even they're just like kind of like old enough to be like adults, I guess, trying to figure out their lives or whatever. You you wonder, wait, who are these people acting here? Oh, wait, it's the actual people that were with the actual people that these characters are based off of. Or the actual people, like, acting the, their roles. And it's just like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because I, I didn't know that going into watching this movie. And um, I was just thinking to myself, who did they choose? These these actors are awful. And they're not good. And it's because they're not actors. They're the actual people. And it's just weird. It's got to be weird for them. Here's here you've never acted before, or if they had maybe like in school plays or something, I don't even know, but <laughs> never acted before, and here you are, you're playing yourself, reenacting what you already did in real life, and it just seems so like forced. It seems so forced, so like instead of them just being themselves, they're trying to like remember what they were saying. Like it, it, it just seems it's just so awkward and takes you so out of the movie. It just ruined it for me. I thought it was like, it just ruined the movie for me. And and that's why, for me, it was my least favorite movie of the year. Um, Storyline aside, yeah. I mean, but I mean, I still have my issues with all the made for, or the based on true story events and stuff, or based off true events and whatever. And, And, you know, it's just like, why do you need to use that as your backdrop? Like, can't you come up with an original idea that, like, so I don't have to have to think about it? Like, I'm just trying to be entertained here. I don't need to have a history lesson, you know, necessarily. I mean, sometimes they're cool because it's stuff like that. I don't know. I didn't know about this or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I could just watch a documentary about that. I don't need I don't need a TV movie that's, or like, a, or, sorry, I mean, or whatever. Uh, this wasn't TV movies and theaters, but like I don't need a movie or even TV show to some degree, but um, that's based off of stuff that tr- like true events, because then it's like, well, what actually of this happened? How much are they elaborating? Or like, how much of this is, um, how much of this is like you know just changed and, um, you know made up for the movie, you know, just so ha- to fill the story, to make it more entertaining. And that's the part that bothers me about that. It's like, well, if you're going to change the story that much and like make it more uh stylized and 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 have more of a plot line and, and you know drag out some stuff that maybe or may not have happened for a movie, just make a new movie. Like just make an original movie. Like I don't understand. Why you need to drag in like a oh this sort of some of this might have sort of happened I don't know but like we're gonna make a movie about it it's like well Joe just make another movie like you have all these ideas you just have to place it around and I guess maybe that's part of the issue maybe if you know there is this story and you know someone's like just trying to base like do a movie and like 
the studio's like, yeah, this seems boring. Like, I, it's a run-of-the-mill action film or something like that. But then you come and say, oh, well, this is based off an actual soldier that did this, this, and this. Ooh, okay, that's more interesting. Well, that, that we can bring that into the marketing and people are going to want to see this and know this story. And it's like, yeah, but it's all made up. Like, it's all it's all BS. It just happened to use a guy's sort of story to then loop into this other story they already created. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. It's, sometimes, it's just annoying sometimes. All right, let's move on. Because uh, here's another one. <laughs> um... Yeah, so uh, this movie came out in June 15th, and honestly, I had never heard of it until, like, much more recently. Um, it, opening weekend, it was very limited, only did 1.7 million opening, domestic gross did 4.3, didn't even re- get released worldwide. It has an astonishing zero on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Metacritic, 24, so a little bit better on Metacritic. IMDb is 4.8, it, it wasn't... Th- Cinema, cinema scores only for like wide releases. Obviously, I didn't see it in theaters. I didn't know it existed until uh, I think sometime in December. They uh, they I was flipping around the channels and Xfinity had just changed it so you can watch stuff on Amazon on your on through Xfinity uh, through your cable box instead of having to go through you know a, a device or something. So I was like, I was flipping around and I didn't realize it was even on Amazon. But I was like, oh wait, that's cool. It's Amazon. Like, what the hell is this movie? And it is Gotti. <laughs> yes, it is a biopic about John Gotti, starring John Travolta, and it's as awful as you think it is. It was pretty bad. And again, you know, I don't know how much of that stuff's actually real. You know, it's like how much is. Well, some points they in, but that that was the other thing too. Some point at some points they integrated like actual like news footage, and it's like, well, wait a minute, that's not John Travolta. That's actually John Gotti, and it just takes you out of the movie. It's like, wait, what? I don't. But it's it's not. It's ah, what the hell? You know. So it's a bit it's a bit jarring and a bit awkward and a bit dumb. And I don't know how much this movie is actually accurate or it's just like, oh yeah, John Gotti was a guy. Let's make this. This story, I don't know. It's just, it's annoying. But it's not a good movie. And I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend either of these movies. Um, it's on Amazon for free if you have Amazon Prime, I guess. I guess that doesn't really make it for free, but it's on Amazon. <laughs> so if you do have Amazon Prime, it, you, it's on there. Um, or it was. I don't know if it still is. It was as of a couple months ago. Uh, yeah, God awful. Let's move on. Uh, to another awful movie. Uh, number f- 48. Uh, this movie came out uh, 2-4. Uh, f- February 4th. It was right after the Super Bowl. If you watched the Super Bowl last year. Not this past year. But last year. Uh, they threw up this ad in the middle of the Super Bowl on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh, I should mention. Uh, 1510 to Paris is a WB mu- mu- movie. And uh, Gotti was a vertical entertainment or something. I've never even heard of it. A WB I've heard of. <laughs> um, so this is on Netflix. Um, so obviously it doesn't have any uh, box office numbers. Uh, it got a 19 on Rotten Tomatoes, 37 Metacritic, 5.6 on the IMDb. Uh, it is the chlorophyll paradox. Now, <sighs> the Cloverfield things are a bit awkward because... This movie had nothing to do with any of the Cloverfields, but like it was this movie that was just trapped in development hell that no one knew what to do with or didn't have a distributor, um, you know. And they're just like, well, what if we put the Cloverfield thing onto it? Um, 
you know, because they had the previous, I mean, obviously the original Cloverfield movie and then uh, Cloverfield, uh, whatever the one, I forget what the name of it was, the one with John Goodman and uh, they were underground and whatever, and they sort of connected it. <laughs> Again, I think that was another movie that wasn't like actually like have anything to do with that. They're like, ah, but what if we connected to Cloverfield? Okay. That one was actually good. This one was terrible. Um, I don't, and it was just thrown away. It's like, hey, you watching the Super Bowl? Hey, baby, remember Cloverfield? Yeah. There's one after the Super Bowl or Netflix. Turn over to Netflix. Don't watch America's Got Talent or whatever the hell was on after the Super Bowl last year. Um, it's not good. I don't even, I, honestly, I don't even really remember it. <laughs> it was just it, people in space doing stuff that has nothing to do with anything, and it was just boring and terrible. Uh, I really don't have anything else to say about it. Um, all right, next up, uh, this movie came out, it's a Universal film, came out uh, April 13th. Uh, it did 18.6 opening weekend, 40 million domestic, 92 worldwide, 15% on Rotten Tomato, 35 Metacritic, 5.1 on IMDb, got a B- minus on the cinema score, and I did not see it in theaters, and it is a horror film called Truth or Dare. Mm. I had a lot of issues with this movie. So the basic premise is these kids play Truth or Dare. Okay. Um, but then there's like this paranormal like entity to it and like if you don't do it then you get killed and like but if you do do it you might get killed and then it's like but it kept on going like and it was similar to kind of similar to the ring or even it follows i guess a little bit too where it's like okay well you have to then play with this person but then this person plays that other person has to play and then that other person has to play but then if they they don't have a new person to play it comes back to the original person or final destination i guess was a little bit like that too um i don't know it was all over the place it was a bit boring the whole like premise of the whole like i don't want to ruin it but like the whole like ending to it didn't make a ton of sense and it was kind of very like like they're like well, what if everyone plays the game? So let's put it on the internet. It's like, what the f- That doesn't make any sense. And, um... Um... Yeah, I don't know. The ending was just really dumb, and then it didn't matter, and then everyone died, I think. I'm pretty sure that's how it ended. None of this mattered, and everyone died. <laughs> like, basically, that's what the name of the movie should have been. <laughs> None of this mattered, and everyone died. Uh, I mean, there's similar horror movies like that, too, but I guess this one was just not as interesting. Uh, but there we go. That was number 47. Uh, let's move on to number 46. And this is another one that's like, eh, does it count? I guess it counts. Whatever. Throw it on there. Uh, it uh, it it uh, released or whatever. Aired, I should say. Uh, 8, 19, uh, August 19th. Uh, it's Asylum uh, via Sci-Fi Network. Uh, it got 27 on Rotten Tomato, 22 Metacritic, 3.6 on the IMDb. 3.6, really? that bad i don't know if that number's right i feel like i might type that in wrong that seems really terrible but i mean i guess it could be uh obviously it wasn't in theaters so there's no um box office numbers or anything like that and that is the last sharknado uh it's about time so i think it was the sixth well my memory serves me correctly yeah they finally were like eh, maybe uh maybe these sharknado movies aren't doing so great uh, anymore they're pretty terrible and i think the i think the joke was over at that point it was like yeah the joke's kind of it's done but 
Ooh, 3.7. I apologize. I, I did put it in wrong. No, actually, it probably was right as of the date I did it. But um, it was actually better than the last one, slightly. And I think maybe part of that was just because it's the last one. <laughs> and they're finally done with these things. But I thought it was better than the last one. I mean, I don't know. But, um, I mean, my last the last one, the uh, for it's coming out in 2017... Uh, maybe not. Maybe, I don't know. Oh, maybe it was two times ago. I don't know. Whatever. I can't keep track of all these Sharknado movies. So yeah, maybe the last one wasn't too bad. Maybe it was the one two times ago that was terrible. In any event, it wasn't great. It's a Sharknado film. They've made six of them. Now they're probably now they say they're done. So which means they won't make one this year, but they'll make one eventually again. <laughs> There's no way. I mean, someone would be like, "Hey, remember the Sharknado films?" Yeah. You want to do another one? All right. It's like they don't cost much to do and and whatever, but um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Not great. Sharknado, the sixth one. I mean, if I at some point I'll do a I'll do a whole podcast ranking all the Sharknado. No, I probably won't do that. That sounds terrible because I mean I have to watch them again. I don't think I can do that. Um, the first one was really good just cause it was like new and inventive. It was cheesy enough, but then it got stupid with all the cameos and all the dumb stuff. And it was just like, yeah, no, it's just, it's dumb. I mean, obviously it's obviously dumb, but it was just, it was not fun to watch anymore. Uh, all right, let's move on. That was 46. Um, uh, number 45 came out March 3rd or March 9th. Sorry. Uh, opened at 10.4 million 24.5 um domestic it didn't get released outside of the united states i guess i couldn't find any numbers for worldwide uh 40 percent on rotten tomatoes 48 on metacritic 5.2 imdb it got a c uh cinema score i did not see in the theaters and it was the strangers pray at night now here's that thing where you know, the original Strangers, or, well, the one that came out whenever it was, five or six years ago, was actually pretty good. And I feel like it was a remake, but I could, I could be wrong on that. But regardless, the one that was more recent was actually pretty good. I, I, it was, it was you know, it was, it was, it was kind of, it, not that it was a new idea, but it was kind of a new twist on an idea. Um, but then I feel like since that movie came out, there's been like a dozen of those movies are similar kind of movies and this one just kind of like just falls in line with the same same sort of thing and it's just it's not it wasn't interesting it is very boring very 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 by the numbers um sort of like just horror movie didn't bring anything new to the table it was just kind of like yeah you know remember that old one we did yeah it's kind of the same thing but like it's a new one different people right okay let's let's do it um so yeah, I don't know. Uh, it wasn't great, unfortunately. Yeah, it wasn't like a totally like great year for horror films. I'm just gonna say that right now because there's gonna there's gonna be a few coming up pretty soon. I think uh, that will attest to that. Um, there was a couple good ones here and there, but there wasn't anything anything groundbreaking or anything like good. Um, you know, like there has been in the previous years. But um, yeah, Strangers Pray at Night. Uh, I I wouldn't recommend it. Universal film, by the way. Uh, again, so Universal and their horror films, not so great. 
not so great with the Universal Horror Films this year. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, if you want to watch The Strangers, go watch the, the first one. That's all I can say. All right, next up, continuing on the conversation, this movie uh, came out came out in the it spot. Now, let me let me explain that for you uh, that don't know quite understand that. Uh, so, this came out September seventh, so it's a Friday after Labor Day. So last year, it came out and did amazing, did an amazing number. So this year, WB was like, okay, let's do that again. And it actually started. It did came out. Did well. Did well in the box office. Uh, Fifty three point eight million opening weekend. One hundred and seventeen domestic gross. Three sixty five worldwide. Um, so yeah, it did. I mean, it didn't do it numbers, but it did very well. Um, twenty six. But here's the problem. Twenty six percent Rotten Tomato. Forty six Metacritic. Five point four on the IMDb and a C in the Cinema Score. I did not see it in the theaters. I kind of wanted to. I'm kind of glad I didn't. Uh, it's a Warner Brothers film. Uh, it's The Nun. So, yes. If you're not familiar with The Nun is, it's part of the Conjuring universe. So, they had Conjuring, Conjuring 2, but then there was Annabelle, and then Annabelle First Creation, and now The Nun. The Nun was part of Conjuring 2. Uh, so, this is the backstory based off The Nun, as opposed to Annabelle, which was the doll in Conjuring. was the backstory. And then, and then they did a prequel to that prequel. So this is a prequel to the sequel of Conjuring. Yes. So while the nun was kind of freaking scary and whatever, and it seemed like a really cool character in the Conjuring, it's a one-trick pony. This movie was boring. There was nothing to it. It's like we've already seen what the nun... Like, we've seen the scariest part with the nun. It was in the Conjuring. And here you are trying to create a whole movie just based off of that thing. And it just... It it was boring. Had this whole weird story about like this nun, like this girl that was gonna trying to become a nun and went to this place and blah blah blah, and it's just like you lost me. I don't, I don't care. I don't get it. Where's, where's the nun? And then she shows up, and it's like, oh yeah, this isn't anything new. This is, this is the same thing you did in the class movie, and there was just anything to it. It was like, okay, that, that's, that's fine. I guess you learn a little more of the backstory, but it's not all that interesting. Um. Yeah, so again, unfortunately, not a great year for horror films. Because Annabelle... Now, I will say this about Annabelle. Annabelle, um, and if I look on my list from whenever that movie actually came out, uh, which I don't remember when it did. But regardless, the first... the Annabelle, the first one, which is called Annabelle, wasn't good. It, it just... It wasn't good. It, it kind of had the same issue. It was like, this is kind of boring. But then they went back and did more of the story, doing a prequel to the prequel, which was a weird concept in and of itself. But that one was actually really good because it had more of a story and, and a better story. And, you know, while it's still the doll and whatever, it just the, the story made more sense because you knew it from the beginning where it's like in Annabelle, it's like, well, you know what happens and you don't, but you don't really know what started it. But here's kind of the middle part. It's like, what? This is making sense. I feel like the nun was similar to that. I mean, I think they did more of the backstory than say Annabelle did. But um, I don't know. I just feel like the Conjuring universe is definitely a weird concept uh, in terms of that. But it makes sense when you think about it. It's just a matter of getting the right story and getting the right, um, you know. Yeah, getting the right story from The Conjuring. 
I think they're doing a Conjuring thing. I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm not sure what's next for the Conjuring. I feel like there's another one supposed to be coming out this year at some point. Um, and then I think they're doing a Conjuring three. I could be wrong. Um, but anyways, moving along. Um, number forty three. Uh, this movie came out March. Uh, no, yes, March 9th. Entertainment pictures or something like that. I, I don't. I'm confusing. Just entertainment. <laughs> it's a very vague, very vague uh, name for uh, a film producer or whatever they are, distributor, I guess. Um, it did three million dollars opening weekend, six million domestic. It didn't get released worldwide, apparently. Forty-five um, percent Rotten Tomato, uh, thirty-five Metacritic, five point one in the IMDb, B minus, and the Cinema Score. I did not see it in theaters, and that is the Hurricane Heist. Ugh. Um, yeah, there's a hurricane, and there's some guys doing a heist, but then there's people trying to stop the heist, but then there's people that know people that are involved in the heist, and people try to stop those people from doing the heist, but there's a hurricane, remember? I forgot, you forgot about the hurricane part? Yeah, there's a hurricane going on. I don't know, this movie is just so stupid. It just, it just didn't, it, the storyline was dumb, and then it's, there's a hurricane. It's like, okay, cool. I don't know. There was, like, this whole, like, plot line about stealing stuff from, like, a like a Ford or something, I believe, if I remember correctly. There was, like, ex-army guys and whatever, but then there was, like, people that knew people, and, like, then they tried to save the people, but then there was turned on people. I don't know. It was just kind of a mess. It was not a good movie. People didn't go on to go see it, because clearly it made no money. <laughs> it's kind of like, what is this? There's a hurricane? Okay. No thanks. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have no no much more to say about this. I don't remember. I mean, I kind of. I mean, I definitely watched it and I sort of remember it, but it was a while back. And honestly, it was I was bored one day and I'm like, eh, this is a movie, I guess. <laughs> okay, let's check it out. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have watched this. But yeah, so there's number forty three, the Hurricane Heist. Uh, moving along, we are at uh, 42. Uh, this movie was a Fox movie. came out on 420. Yes, yes, we'll get to that. Uh, it is. It came out on 420 for a specific reason. Uh, 15.1 opening weekend, 30.6 domestic gross. It didn't get released worldwide, just in the States. Or at least there's no information, anyways. 33, Rotten Tomato, 41, Metacritic, 6.1 in the IMDb. B+. Plus. On the, in the cinema score, and yes, I did see it in theaters. It was Super Troopers 2. Um, now, by no means, when I say this is a good movie, by no means does it live up to Super Troopers, the original. The issue I have with this movie, and it's very similar to the issues I had with Dumb and Dumber 2, uh, certainly Zoolander 2, even Anchorman 2, was there was just too much of a gap between the first and the second movie. And when you do that for, like, a comedy, you bring in the issue of, like, just people just wanting to see it because they remember the first one. And then you kind of, you know, it's like, what do you do? Um, You know, do you just give them the hits? Well, that's fine, but then that's, why is that an interesting movie? Like, I can just go watch the first one. Why do I have to watch another one? Like, if you're just going to do the same things in the 
over again. It's like, eh. Or at least, you know. But then it's like, well, then let's do something completely different. And it's like, well, no. Well, that's not it. Um, that, that doesn't necessarily work. Because then people are like, oh, well, you know. I wish they had done this, 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 and this. But it's like, yeah, but they did that in the first one. Why do you want to watch it again? But that's the problem, I think, is there's like there's no there's no in between, or the t- in between is is the in between is tough to do to get. Whereas you know you do enough of the stuff from before, but you have a new storyline that's at least interesting enough to keep people, int- you know, keep people wanting to see these characters. And I don't think it quite got... It didn't do it. It didn't... Couldn't do it. I mean, Dumb and Dumber 2 didn't do it. Anchorman 2 didn't really do it. And Zoolander 2 definitely didn't do it. But, I mean, that's that's the issue with uh, these sort of uh, movies that, you know, they almost 20 years between the movies, you know? Um, it's just tough. It's tough. And, you know, they, they, I didn't think it was terrible, but, I didn't, you know, I didn't love it. It just was like, well, I'd rather just watch the first one. You know, at no point I'm like... Oh, you want to watch Super Troopers 2? Like, no. It's like, do you want to watch Super Troopers? Yeah, sure. And if you watch Super Troopers, then, yeah, let's maybe check out 2. But only after you watched 1. You're never going to go straight to 2. Like, it just, you know, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it doesn't quite, it didn't quite work. And that's too bad. And I don't, I can't say they won't do a third because it actually did okay money-wise. Uh, certainly comparing the first one, although it's 20 years later, so there's got to factor in inflation, but blah, blah, blah. But it certainly made its money back very easily. Um, and, you know, $30 million, I think it made it the best of theirs movies, I want to say. I'm not 100% sure about that. I think, But it did better than at least the original Super Troops. I don't know if it did better. I feel like Drunk, drunk uh, uh, Beer Fest, Drunk Fest, Drunk Fest, Beer Fest might have done a little better. Let me look that up real quick. But, I mean, it's like, well, then what else do you... And I know these guys have done a lot of other things. Specifically, Farva and, uh, and, uh, Ramathorn. No, no, is it? No, I forget who it is. Two of them are doing a show on, like, True TV, which is basically them playing buddy cops or something like that. So it's like... Okay, well, all right, you can just continue to do that. But I know a lot of them would do other things, uh, directing and, and stuff and whatever. But uh, So I don't know if they're planning on doing anything else with this. I mean, this one was crowd crowdfunded, which is always awkward. But certainly, like, they ended up making the movie. They made their crowdfunding pretty quick, uh, back qu- pretty quickly. So I don't think anyone was, like, down on that, per se. But it's always weird when they do that. Yeah, so the original Super Troopers did 18. This did 30. Um, but what did... Oh, yeah, Beer Fest only did 19. So, yeah, this, I mean, clearly... But, I mean, when you factor in inflation... When you factor in... Yeah. Uh, um, hmm. I forgot to do that. Oh, no, it says it right there. I'm an idiot. Uh, when you factor in inflation, it still barely beats out Super Troopers. So, whatever. Fine. But will they do a three? I don't know. Should they do a three? Possibly? If they can come up with a better story and do something a little different without, like, ruining the characters. I think you could. But, 
No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't great. All right. So moving on. That was 42. So now we're at 41. So this will be the last movie for this episode. And then we'll move on to the next episode, which we'll see you tomorrow. But um, this was a universal horror film again. <laughs> oh, man. It came out uh, January 5th. Uh, 16.8. Opening weekend, 46.8. Uh, domestic 151.4. No, I'm reading the wrong line. Take that back. Reverse it. There's a preview for it tomorrow. This movie came out January 5th. Yes, I had that right. It made 29.5 opening weekend, 67.3 domestic, 167.4 worldwide, 32% Rotten Tomatoes, 49 Metacritic, 5.7 IMDb. It got a a B on um. Cinema score, I did not see it in theaters. No, sorry, I got a B minus on cinema score. I did not th- see it in theaters. And that is uh, Insidious The Last Key. Uh, yeah, so the first Insidious was really good. The second one was okay. The third one was not as good. And this one, nope, nope. It just wasn't good. It wasn't good. It, it lost the original, like, the original concept was frightening. Whereas, and that continued into the second one, to the most for the most part. Well, the third one they kind of like did did like a prequel and kind of went away with it. And this one was like I don't even know. It was like a. Was this one a prequel of the prequel, or was it like a sequel of the prequel, but not yet? I think it was a sequel to the prequel, but not yet the original or something. I don't know. The timeline's a bit weird on it. Um, it just didn't work for me. Like it wasn't. It, it didn't. It didn't keep that same sort of insidious um, vibe up to what the standards were set at i guess and i mean that you can say that about any real horror franchise you know it, they dwindle they go down the more the movies come out and, and that's bound to happen but i mean as long as they're making money they're going to make more movies and this movie made 167 million dollars worldwide and i'm sure it cost pennies to make you know for a horror film you know horror films are pretty cheap um for the most part so yeah i mean i'm sure there'll be another insidious down the line I guarantee it. I don't know if it's coming out this year, maybe next year. I don't know, but I'm guaranteeing it happens. Hopefully they can step their game back up and get it back to where it had been um, originally. But, um, yeah, this one just didn't hit the hit the mark. Didn't hit the mark. Um, so there you go. So that's uh, the first 10 uh, for this year, 50 through 41. And we'll be back tomorrow uh, with uh, 40 through 31. And keep listening every day this week at noon and as we lead up to the Oscars coming up on Sunday. We'll also do um, the Oscar predictions uh, on Friday, the the final episode. Um, me, and, me and the Foss man, Foss Hill, will be uh, giving our Oscar predictions as well as our top tens. Um, and also probably throw in there my honorable mention, is, if you want to call it that. I, I don't know. I was trying to figure out how to do that, but... Um, yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, as always, follow me on Twitter at Razor Vader. Let me know your favorite movies of the year. Yeah. Subscribe on iTunes or Apple Podcast and Stitcher to One Man Renegade Podcast. And go to the blog, RazorVader.blogspot.com. All that fun stuff. Come back tomorrow, noon. Same 
movie time, same movie channel, one man renegade podcast, same time tomorrow. I'll talk to you then.